2: What's good, y'all? This is Breeze Bruin from the Mighty Juggernauts. And make sure you subscribe and download the podcast. Library Rap, the hip-hop interviews with Tim Einenkel. Hip-hop journalism on the highest level. With Tim Ironcow, It is oh fucking official. All right? Stop playing. Download and subscribe. Library Rap. The Hip Hop Interviews with Tim Iancal. It's cold. No sleep gang. Insomnia gang. We out here trafficking. That mean I'm gonna find me a lane. You wanna be celebrities? You remind me of lane, but I got bars when I'm through selling these. I'm to some
3: family. Long Beach rapper, uh, MC, artist, Crooked Eye, is now known for being a member of the super hip-hop group Slaughterhouse. He's also the CEO of his label, COB, and vice president of Treacherous Records. His, technically, his debut solo album came out called Apex Predator 2013, and he joins me today on rapstation.com. Yo, yo. So as we know, I mean, you know, you're... You had an album shelved in the 90s by 19th Street and Virgin Records. Your Say Hi to the Bad Guy never got released. So Apex Predator marks your first authorized full-length album. Uh, Were you at, you know, it's been a few months since it's been released. Uh, Now that you've kind of had time to settle in, are you kind of content with how it ended up?
4: Uh, You know what, man? To me, it's just about releasing music. Right. I don't... You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always content when somebody, you know, enjoys the music. That's just, that's what it's all about in my career. Some other, you know, rappers have different career paths. They have different um, views on what success is. You know, in my, in my journey, releasing music, getting it to the people, that's, that's what, that's what I'm doing this for. And that's it. It's not for anything else. So, um, I'm I'm happy, man, that people enjoyed the album. Um, you know, I've seen fans with tattoos of some of the lyrics it nice. on them. Um, you know, it's just a cool thing. The model on the cover of the album cover, she's getting more work because of it. That's just all positive. So oh. I'm I'm very cool with everything out there.
3: Uh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, I'd imagine that. I mean, since you've been doing this for you know. You've been doing this for a while. It's kind of, I mean, I'm I'm one, I'm more jealous that you could just kind of continuously keep you know pumping out great work. I mean, I have like I have myself. I've tried to write rhymes and it they don't go anywhere. So uh, really, <laughs> really, really, really cool. I mean, really dope on your part. So I, I, you know, I was just wondering. It's like you you've technically been there with you know releasing the de- your debut album and then because of whatever happened. You now, you know, whatever years later, finally releasing your debut album, but everyone already knows, you know, but you already have that fan base, and everyone already knows, you know, who you are. So I just kind of was wondering, did you view this as being your debut album, or did you just view it as like, all right, this is just another album, this is what I'm doing? Like you said, I'm just yeah. To good me, music.
4: to me, it was just more work, man, just more music, you know, another body of work, you know. I um, uh like when I did the weekly series, when I did you know, countless mixtapes and countless projects I've been involved in over the years, man, I really don't look at it in the way that maybe, you know what I'm saying, someone else would, I just look at it like more bodies of work to to give to the people and hope that they enjoy, period. True. I don't even, I don't even go no further than that, you know what I'm saying, because, um, you know, the game, how the game is, it's all it's all messed up anyway as far as the rap industry. So it's, you know, so many politics involved in everything that you do. And once you start saying, okay, this is going to be my debut album, then, you know, you got fans who really want it you know, you have fans who want you to be platinum or double platinum. And then you say, okay, this is my debut. Then you got to go to a label and get you know, a million dollars um, budget to market it, you know, and then you get another million to, you know, promote it and travel and um, tour and, um, you know, ad space at radio. And it says, you know, now you're 2 million in the hole. People view you as a big successful rapper. You owe the label you're in the red. Mm. And you know it's it's like what is that you know what is that life <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying like that's what a lot of people are chasing, but me personally, man, I just say hey, put the music together, give it directly to the people, get the feedback, put more music out, and just never stop. You know, as long as you love music, just keep putting it out.
3: Oh, All right, fresh. I want to talk about continue to talk about the album. Um, one of the tracks uh let me get it featuring uh tech nine tech nine
2: gonna get it a lot of molly and out of body experience i'm feeling kind of got it and all the y'all in the word event to party you probably jolly with me when i'm in here we went to shawty yeah. riding when i party it's abu dhabi who gonna pick it up we gonna rip it up and i'm gonna get up in my zone now yeah. Yeah. fucking the women i'm up in the winning the money on am a bone fat pushy pound and i'm pushing for licking we the seeds. just and poppin' pretty penis pockets are ease, i please i'm ease of knees, got the bees of an evil deed but i'm a gene of a c i yeah. Yeah. what a telescope nigga got this hella dope i got so many worshippers with me i can sell a quote yeah. Yeah. Tech I'm gonna take it even if they be Rope,
3: yeah. Tech nine always brings that kind of fast Midwest style to his lyrics and to his flow so when you work with someone like that uh, is it hard to or I guess to change up your own style I mean is there something that you just try to I mean, is it, when when two when there's two artists that work together, do you, do you guys try to mimic each other, or do you just kind of keep to what you do, and he keeps to what he does?
4: I think the best way for it to be is, is just keep to what you do.
3: Mm.
4: You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, you know, I've been on tech for for years. You know, before before he was, I think before he was even on strange music. Um, so you know when you rap man and you call yourself an MC, you play with different styles, different patterns, different cadences. So, um, you know, we've all done the double time thing. He's known for it more so than a lot of other rappers are, but real MCs have all played with that double time cadence, you know, fast rapping. They call it chopping out there in the Midwest. Um, so you know, you get on a song. The tempo calls for a double time. It calls for, you know, that kind of rapid flow. I mean, you just do it. It's you know, it just makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. It makes it makes music sense. It's not if I get on that tempo and just start rapping very slowly, then I don't think the song sounds good with him going, him doing what the tempo demands, and me trying to do something opposite. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Yeah yeah it's just like you know he's been doing that I've probably been doing double time just as long as him Mm -hmm. so it's not like you know what I mean we're trying to match each other I just think with two MC's that know what the beat calls for
3: I think, as someone who once again wouldn't be able to do double time for the life of me uh, (laughs) is there an advantage to being able to I mean is there advantage to double time I guess uh, rapping in terms of like being able to, I guess, put more lyrics that you would want to, you know, put into your rhymes as like a double time rapper?
4: You know what, people are kind of impressed by it.
5: Right.
4: You know what I'm saying? Because it takes a lot of breath control and, um, you know, it takes some quick thinking. So people are like impressed by, Um, you know, as far as trying to jam more words into your conversation. I, I don't think so. I think you could get your point across you know what I'm saying slowly fast you know no matter if you know how to get your point across you can get it across but uh now people just seem to really like that type of flow you know now you got you know a lot of artists doing it um as a matter of fact you know Buster who gets down like that and um Twister of course Bone Thugs which Twister I think is possibly the best ever at it Mm. (laughs) but uh uh, yeah, man, it's, it's it's fun though, you know. I like I like doing shows, man, and turning the beat off and spitting the acapella double time flow, and the crowd really just loves it, man. It it, it increases the energy of the show, man. It's just dope it's one. Oh,
3: that's dope. Uh, I want to continue with uh, another song from Apex Predator. Uh, the song "Nobody Cares" featuring uh, Tina Jones question for you when you see another human being who's being treated worse than a disease on
2: his knees begging please for egg and cheese or anything that do you see as test as a lesson for
3: you or do you move it's great because you bring social ills to that many of communities face what purpose did you want this song to serve and uh what do you hope that this song kind of what, what do you hope listeners took away from this song
4: well i just hope you know saying that some of the people who know who know me from Slaughterhouse and you know, they listen to the bars, they listen to the punchlines, the metaphors, they listen to the, you know, aggressive lyrics from Slaughterhouse, you know, they might not know that side of me that, you know, conscious social awareness side, you know, and I just wanted to use a, I just wanted to put a piece of material out there to make people think because I was in Mexico and I saw a lot of poverty, I mean, you know, you know how it is in America. We yeah. grew, like, me personally, I grew up, you know, under the poverty line. So I understand struggle. I understand, um, you know, not having. Um, but over there, it's too an even more extreme than that. Oh, wow. You know, and, and what I saw, man, it was just crazy. And then coming back over the border of Tijuana, you see these five-year-old kids out there panhandling, And doing, you know, circus tricks for a quarter, you know what I mean? And late at night, you know, standing on top of each other, juggling and, you know, coughing, it's freezing cold outside and just trying to make, you know, enough money to get a piece of bread and maybe some bologna or something. It's just like, wow, does anybody care about this? And then I was in Chicago and you know all the murders when the teenagers killing each other out there in the games in Chicago you know it was like a, uh, I saw a mother who told me that you know she had six children and all six of them were killed in gun violence oh, and God. um and uh you know none of them saw past 24 I believe so um you know, just just those kind of things is may inspire me to write the song and just ask the question, like you know, we hip. I'm really talking to everybody, but I'm specifically talking to hip hop. Like, yo, alright, it's cool. We get the money, we got the change, we got the car. That's cool. Mm-hmm. As a culture, do we care about what's going on out here? Because I don't hear enough people rapping about you.
2: Hunger, not the Gandhi type, hunger strike, fighting for something, right? How many fighting the type of hunger? A little girl in the third world fights every day till her stomach is nothing but something that her spine is hiding under. Only been alive five summers. Hunger, pains her heart beating like some live drummers. It's beating harder Then she dropped died. Mama lost a daughter because they ain't have food and drinking water. God damn, I shed a tear in the boot. Cause when I say it, I'm simultaneously hearing the truth. But do you care? you I need to know if you care. We dying out here in the streets. Little kids, they got nothing to eat.
3: Do you think you uh i kinda of want to touch on this a little later, but you know, there is the the argument. I mean, you know, that we talk about the golden era of hip hop, um, and there's, you know, different arguments to why it's the golden era compared to today. You know, some people say that uh, it's because of the lack of radio play. I mean, in terms of diversity in the radio play um, versus MCs just don't kind of have, you know, they they just don't talk about, I guess, I mean, they don't talk about much or they they see a formula and they kind of use it. Uh, Do you think, well, one, where do you stand on that? What side do you stand on? But two, do you think hip hop has kind of lost the you know its origins of like why it was created in the first place
5: uh
4: yeah i mean you know the radio man is really um the radio pretty much sucks you know and i think a lot of the people who work in radio they know it but you know they gotta make a living so they can't just be real vocal about it you know what i'm saying and i don't get paid <laughs> yeah, it, you know what i'm saying so But I know I know they know, you know, and there's there's a lot of you can still find, you know, songs and artists with substance and all that in hip hop if you just dig a little deeper, you know what I'm saying, into you know, like it's like how back in the day the OGs used to dig in the crates for records. Now you gotta go online and really just search and find artists who still have, you know, a lot of integrity, but uh, it shouldn't be that way, man. I mean, there was a time when most of the mainstream artists, you know, were solid hip-hop people, period, you know, and they cared about the culture, they cared about their craft, they cared about everything, you know? Mm. Um, so, yeah, right now, the mainstream, no, it's not. It's not what it used to be. Um, you know you got a few people trying to work at work it, at it but you got a lot of people making a lot of money who don't want to make waves you know what I'm saying they don't want to make waves that's why in one of my lines I said I, I rap on a surfboard you know what I'm saying cause I don't give a f- about making waves I'm just telling the truth you know I'm speaking what's real and hip hop it definitely is not it's not in a great place I hear people saying it's in an awesome place it's not
3: Mm. and and you kind of you just touched on that a little bit but you obviously I mean from your music from your performances with Slaughterhouse from the albums uh, you obviously have that talent and the lyrical skills to be I think a power a powerhouse in the music Um, why why haven't you I mean you know from a this is from this like a total like you know explaining to me like a a three year old point of view Uh, why haven't you decided to like just go that MTV you know hip hop pop music route where you could be like I could just make this money do what I have to do fake it till I make it and then just retire
4: well because uh, you know firstly I think I'm just in too deep man I, you know I've lyrically stepped on a lot of people's toes and talked <laughs> talked my you know what I'm saying over the years uh, but yeah you're right I can go make right now the west coast is really enjoying this ratchet era Mm
5: -hmm. you
4: know where it's a lot of turn up music you know and it's cool when you're in a strip club i want to hear that type of shit i don't want to hear a battle rapper when i'm in a strip club but um that being the only thing that is getting attention that's what I, i i step back but see me i'm not gonna i'm not gonna complain about something i'm gonna take action so um I'll just make a project and put it out there and have something to balance it out or I'll, you know, do other things behind the scenes in music to try to push the progress of, of, the, of the culture. So, you know, that being said, I feel cool, man. I mean, the, the you know, people don't know, dog. I, some of these rappers, you know, that got all these hits out there, they're not living just that much better to me <laughs> <You> <laughs> know what I'm saying? the ones who's out there tap dancing and you know what i'm saying and really to me when you're selling your soul you're going against something that you know in your you know morally is not right right or you know or you know that this is not you but you know for that hit single you're going to do this anyway, you know what I mean? And, hey, that's that's on you. But, I mean, man, I, I don't live too bad, dog, you know <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? I'm living pretty cool. And I'm just keeping my music the way that I like to keep my music. And it's just, it just is what it is. Now, when one day when, you know, they say, hey, we want the realest ever to be the to top the charts. You know, I'll take that plaque on.
3: <laughs> <laughs> do you think there'll ever be that day? I mean, do you think yeah. it would ever go back?
4: <laughs> oh man, I don't know, bro. Cause <laughs> I mean, you know, they man, the politics, man, it's thick out there, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's thick. I I see a lot of it, you know. I'm exposed to a lot of it. And I just sit back and say, Wow. It's crazy, you know. <laughs> it's just, I feel for like rappers, that up and coming rappers, all the that they're going to see. You know that nineteen year old kid on the stage at the open mic. You know what I'm saying? With a mind full of rhymes and dreams and hopes, he's going to see a lot of because it's a bunch of bad seeds walking around this industry, and they got some of them got power. Um. Mm.
3: Uh- You've said in a past interviews that uh, quote, rap is like therapy to me. Uh, do you think MCs are at their best when they draw from personal experiences or does it really just depend on the MC?
4: Probably depends man, you know, I just know I am you know, mm-hmm. but it probably depends, you know, but yeah, definitely for me, it's uh, it's a good it's therapeutic, you know what I'm saying I, it's just what it is anyway just communication is therapeutic so just, you know, to put it in but
2: music and to connect with other people is just takes it to a whole nother level, of therapy. with bad picture, my interviews. They think I'm in a swimming pool with women who've been abused. So they turn in into strippers making they living in the new. One in the middle blowing my inner two while the interview was getting ridicule. Your...
0: BP added more than 70 billion dollars to the US economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at BP.com slash investing in America. In a fast-paced
1: world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities.
5: Let me give you a little chew Any dude
2: who wanna sit in my tennis shoes Is Mrs. Cruz Don't get it misconstrued Don't get this shit confused I'm too sick of some prison food I'm a different dude Pistol in my reach, man Still in Long Beach, man Hoping if my grind don't help me get out My speech can hop been in the street Slogan and yell Ming's wingspan You can be MTV I'll be C-span I deal with
3: You also said in interviews that you said um, You got into the industry to express You know, yourself To the, uh when most people can't, um, I guess when you write, uh, when you when you have ghostwriting in the past, uh, are you still trying to express yourself through that MC? Or, do, or when someone ghostwrites, do you have to like kind of learn about the MC, who the, who they are, and then try to express themselves for them?
5: Yeah,
4: I, I, that's that's what I would do. with try to do research and learn who that person is, or soak up. You know, that person's experience, sit down, talk with them, talk to people that know them. And then, uh, you know, also keep the cadence to where, you know, I believe that they can achieve. Like, you know, we talked about double timing. Not everybody could do that. So if I was ghostwriting for somebody, I wouldn't write them a rap that only tech nine can say, you know, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? It would be something that fits them, fits what they're trying to do, their vision, you know, whether that be a male or female. Um, you know, I recently just wrote some stuff for a new female artist, um, that's coming up pretty soon, but you know, yeah, I I definitely want to draw from them, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, speaking of ghostwriting, man, somebody just told me that um, they're ghostwriting people's battles. And uh, I thought that was pretty interesting because I, I never knew that you would want to say ghostwritten raps when you're battling somebody. But
3: Does that defeat the purpose of battling?
4: I mean, I always thought battling was to see who was the best rapper. Yeah. I guess that doesn't mean who's the best writer. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that is very interesting to me. Now we have ghost writers in the battle rap world, so there you go.
3: <laughs> and I feel like it would be like an easy, if you know the person's just spitting a ghost rhyme, you as the the competitor would just point that out in the rap, right?
4: Yeah, but see, that's the thing. <laughs> they keep this really low.
3: Oh, oh wow.
4: So... So, you know, you don't know that this guy is using raps from one of the top
3: battlers against mm. you. <laughs> <It's> crazy. <laughs> Actually, speaking of, have you ever written ghost written for someone and then realize after that, like the, you know, the verse you just wrote was too good to give away that you kind of kept it for yourself?
4: Man, you know what? Nah, I haven't done that, but you know, you think about that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? You say, Whoa, that was a nice bar right there. You know what I mean? Like, I could have used that on a Slaughterhouse Well, <laughs> so it does cross your mind, but you know, you got to do the best job you can do when people are paying you. So, you know, you just roll with it. But yeah, those thoughts do cross your mind for sure.
3: Nice. Speaking of, speaking of Slaughterhouse, uh, you know, obviously there's. Tons of Slaughterhouse fans out there, including myself. My best friend Dante would kill me if I didn't ask you any of these questions. Um, one thing that I really like about your your group, uh, what I like about Slaughterhouse, is that you guys really bring out the best in each other. Um, you, do, you hear that on the albums, but you also hear that you see that in the live live performances. Is that something, I mean, there's a chemistry there. Is that something that's organic or is that something that a group has to work on?
4: That's all organic, man. You know, that's the crazy thing about Slaughterhouse, man. I, I think Slaughterhouse has the potential to be, you know, one of the greatest groups ever in hip hop. But um, you know, due to scheduling, you know, I'm just being honest with you, I don't know if that would happen. Right. But um the chemistry is all organic and you know what it comes from? It just comes from Season vets right. who have seen a lot of sh- and respect one another on a level of hey you see seen this is my sh- I've seen.
5: Mm. you know what
4: I'm saying so if you have an idea I'm going to listen to it I'm going to respect that idea if you have um, a concept for a song I'm going to follow your lead on that because I'm a fan of songs that you made before I even met you right. you know what right. I'm saying so it's really all organic, you know. The chemistry, we didn't know what the chemistry would be. And it's, it's really a dope situation, man. Really a dope situation. And sometimes it can be so powerful that it's scary. Because it's like, you know what? What you just rapped in that Booth voice was one of the craziest verses I've ever heard in my life. Wow. And then... Joel just went in there and matched that level. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it gets crazy because in group scenarios, a lot of times there's some people that's just the homies that you put in. You know, they're dedicated, they work hard, they grind for the group. You just put the homie in, but the homie might not be able to spit razor sharp. He might just be cool on the mic, but you're going to help your homie live his dream, you know?
3: Right, definitely.
4: Uh uh-huh. With Slaughterhouse, you got four razor-sharp rappers, you know, and mm. you can have your favorite, but you can't say any one of them is weak.
3: Right. That's <laughs> you a, yeah. know what
4: I'm saying? So it's not a big contrast between the skill levels. Like in other groups, you'll say, yo, this dude is dope, this dude is dope. You you know, you can have a big argument and say, nah, but that other dude, come on, man, you know that dude is wack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But... That don't exist in slaughterhouse, and, and that's what's so crazy,
2: bro. You herbs, we merge, we're an alliance. We fight fire with it's Why would you try us? We are outfit, equivalent to Vaux Farms. That boy crooked eyes equivalent to baux arms. Joel Ortiz is the body. The cannibal slash killer till you eat your body. Joe Button is the pair of legs. He runs it alongside I, the apparent head. I am the general, bow now Fuck salute I don't really think y'all niggas get Gonna blow you with an army Get it on oh,
3: till it's done finished. You got a problem with any one of my slaughter y'all Yeah, and there's not one, I mean, you guys I mean, just listen to the album, the album You guys make it really hard to pick one favorite MC Like, you know, like you said, like Joel jo- Joel spits and you're like, oh, he's dope And then you spit and you're like, oh, crap, he's dope uh, <laughs> You know, where do I go with uh, I mean, I think also, I mean, I think what's also great about the group is that and this is a a show I saw a few year, a few years ago in uh, uh during Rock the Bells. Uh one thing that I liked and this is the first time I ever saw you guys, was that you guys obviously have respect for where you're from, the music that the music from the place you're from and there's that one part what? of the show where you go
2: my name is
3: Goes out because I'm from the my trail. name is Royce the
2: five nine. I come from DJ. I'm gonna do a song that represents my region, but it's not gonna involve you doing nothing but your hands. I need you to sing the lyrics to this shit. Let's go. I think all of y'all might know it. If you don't know it, you should be a fucking shame to yourself and go home and do a lot of fucking hip hop homework. <laughs> Frequency, play my D.
3: Right. There's one thing I noticed that Joe Budden did during that performance where his face is like, damn, like, I wish I wrote that type thing. Right. And, and you kind of like realize like there's a respect from your everyone in that group about the music before them or even and, and the music today that they really appreciate and I think that's like I think what that's what a lot of fans feel about the group but you could also you could also tell during the shows and then you could also tell during your you know your um, the, the music as well
5: Word man
4: yeah I see Lose Yourself yeah so, that song dog is perfectly 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 he nailed that man as far as being going to your first big show stage performance and you you know up and coming like that. And he nailed that song. I, I was just telling one of my own boys. I don't think there's another song that can top lose yourself when it comes to describing that experience of entering the stage for your first time being in front of people. You're not in your bedroom anymore rapping against the wall. Your f- people are staring at you and Yeah, And you know, M-
3: that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking. Of, I mean, speaking of many, uh, continuing with the writing process, uh, I want to talk about the slaughterhouse writing process. But I also want to talk about: Is there, as you mentioned, there's with the "Lose Yourself" song? There's, there's, you know, there's never going to be uh You don't think there's ever going to be a song that could top that? Uh, that type of uh, lyrical content in terms of what he was talking about. Uh, is there one song for you that you is the perfect song that like you as a writer tried to recreate without copying like you wish you've done you know
4: a song that i wish i'd done well lose yourself yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs> done
4: <laughs> you know what i'm saying um yeah that uh, so many man i mean you know it's because me personally i'm a big big fan of hip hop like yeah. so you know in all eras and different, you know, co- uh, you know, coast and regions and all that. So that that'd be almost impossible to answer. You know, I mean, I wish I made the whole two part me against the world out. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But yeah, so it's, it's that's hard for sure, man. I mean, just like you said, man, it's it's always good to see, cause me personally, being on Twitter and looking at other artists when they. Um, give respect to other you know artists before them or you know artists that are just coming up it's always a good cool thing to see that people have a genuine respect for the art mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so yeah i wish i wish i would make there's too many i can't even answer that
3: <laughs> i had to make a mixtape for that or something yeah uh, that would
4: have to be a triple mixtape triple cd <laughs> nice uh, <laughs> besides
3: uh besides Obviously, the, the other slaughterhouse members. Are there um, other MCs out there that kind of that you've worked with that kind of bring out the best in you?
4: Uh, for sure, Horseshoe Gang. Um, you know, to me, I don't. If you put them in the dogfight with any rappers in in the industry, I think they come out on top. Mm. Uh, you know, of course, them. Going to Detroit, you know what I'm saying, being in the lab and seeing, you know, the monster walk in the booth. You got to be inspired by that, you know what I'm saying? that's kind of like being on the court with Kobe and he's scoring 60 points. You on the other bench, like, I got to at least put up 40. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, man. I mean – I don't really work with a whole lot of artists Like I used to Um, And I don't know why that is I think I just I'm very When I get in a zone I like to just work Right And and my output is turned quick And then I get, you know, bored fast So it's like If I send somebody a song And it takes them two months to come up with a 16 I've already put that song out on the internet Like, you know what? Let me just go back in here and drop two more verses and make it a solo joint and put it out. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so you know I, that kind of thing. But I'm looking to I'm looking to start working with some more artists in the future, though.
0: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and. Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.
3: I know people have asked me to ask you um, any chance of doing like more work with uh, like some either RASCAS or ChinoXL.
4: <laughs> that's, that's funny man I just uh, somebody just told me that uh, Chino's playing on some spot tonight that I might go by and check him out um, but yeah you know that you know what I'm saying like Raz me and Raz talk about working all the time as a matter of fact you know he just uh, sent me a joint a week ago and uh, I laid some vocals on it I don't know what he's gonna do with it but when it comes out, that'll be a ras Quip joint. Um, Chino, man. I, I'm always down to get down with Chino. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? These are the lyricists over here. You know, Chino's Jersey, but he's been on the West Coast for the past decade almost you now. You know, these are the lyricists over here. These are the guys, you know, ras Corrupt, you know, people like myself. Mm-hmm. We're the guys that really trailblaze, you know, lyricism and from the west coast standpoint it took it around the world and made people respect the bars that you know the west has to offer Mm. and um you know when you see and when i see people you know responding to kendrick's control and and, you know his whole camp td and how they get down and put put their rhymes together and I just it, it it just makes me feel like when corrupt was doing New York, New York, you know what I'm saying? And it's no, it's you know what I'm saying. It's like I see I see that they are really um, paying homage really to to the trail that you know people like corrupt trailblazed that whole thing. You know what I mean? And me and Raz kind of came in right after them and kept that torch up. Now you know you got TDE and um, different cats out here you know trying to keep it up too
3: uh, cool you've obviously you've done a lot of work uh, solo and obviously with the group uh, what has been for you the I guess the most challenging and the most the hardest song that you've ever written
4: uh man I don't know because I mean you know the raindrops one was pretty challenging because just the story and you know reliving the memories, you know, raindrops and song that we wrote. And, you know, I talked about my sons my own mom's twin sister being murdered, stuff like that. So that right there was pretty tough. You know, just the process of getting that all out, uh, saying goodbye. But it wasn't like time like it didn't challenge me time wise, you know what I'm saying. It was just challenging just because of what the the content of the music and the song was. But uh, yeah, I don't really have no man. I don't want to sound crazy, but I don't really have no challenges when it comes to that. That's like one thing that I just throw and do. You know what I'm saying? Right, totally. um, yeah. So it's like I go in the booth, man. Just turn all the lights off in the studio and let me go.
3: Do you? when you write do you do you need the do you is it the process you hear a beat first and then write or do you just kind of have a concept to the song you write that and then someone puts the beat to it
4: man you know what i've been doing recently well because i haven't written in a while because man i got so many jobs bro you know what i'm saying <laughs> like i'm pushing my little brothers i'm you know doing this merchandise stuff um doing the slaughterhouse stuff, doing solo stuff. I got a weekly radio show, DJ Ski. So, you know, I got and I travel a lot, so I don't be really having a lot of time, but I don't really need a lot of time. It's like I I listen to a beat. Like if you say, Yo, quick, let's collab, you know, I say, Okay, cool. You know, just send me the beat, you know? And you mm-hmm. send me the beat and the concept. My studio is actually an hour from my house. So what happens is I jump in my car put this put the beat on in the car and then by the time i get to the studio i have thought of the verse and i just go in there and just drop the verse in 15 minutes and then i just sit around the studio like what's next you know
5: wow
3: and this is all i'm taking you so this is all memory that you you're remembering the verse from the car and you just go to from the car to the studio
4: yeah, that's, and that seems to be a good system for me, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, a lot of people are like, man, how do you drive all the way for an hour to your studio? That's crazy. You need to move closer to your studio, you know what I'm saying? But I like it because that hour drive, you know, I could think of an entire song on the way down and then go, you know, knock it out as soon as I get there. Right,
3: like, so yeah. So Instead of saying... Exactly like, it
4: is a good system.
3: Right. Instead <laughs> of like sitting in whatever in your studio for an hour and trying to figure out something and right
4: which I will do too I mean if I'm if you call me and I come to your studio I'm going to play by your rules you're going to play a beat and I'm going to sit in there and pace the floor and think of ideas and then I'll tell you you know, you know what I got something and I'll go in cool
3: so you kind of touched on that but what, what's next for uh, what's next for Crooked Eye and what's you know
4: man I got a mission this year to try to help other people man you know, um, get a little closer to their dreams and what they're trying to do in music. So, um, we got the Slaughterhouse album. I'm gonna, you know, devote my full attention to that when it comes out. We're gonna go on a U.S. tour. I think real soon. You know, we'll start sometime after South by Southwest, mm. and then uh, when I get home and things have calmed down on the Slaughterhouse level, uh, I'm going to hip hop weekly, um, as a book and kind of put some of my thoughts in there of, you know, what I was thinking about through each week when I did the series and then, um, do some speaking engagements kind of in different kind of colleges talking about lyricism and trying to, um, uh, you know, make the next generation, help the next generation and MCs and producers to understand how important lyricism is in hip-hop and being sharp with your craft. And then uh, I'm doing an open mic tour
5: wow. that
4: I'm trying to set up now so where I can go across the map to as many places as possible and host the open mic tour, host the open mic show where, you know, other people can come up and get some shine You know what I'm saying? And uh, that type of thing. So that whole thing, like, you know, we talked about radio and playing the politics and, you know, I don't have to go and make a ratchet song because that's what everybody on the West Coast is listening to right now, you know, and I don't have to complain about that. I can say, hey, you know what? Let me hit the road with what I do. Let me stay in my lane, you know, bars and lyrics and what matters to me. And let me, you know, help some other people and keep it like that. So my 2014 is pretty much spoken for. I got another project that I'm going to drop this year as well. But yeah, it's pretty much all laid out, bro. Damn.
3: Crooked Eye, a member of uh, the group Slaughterhouse, our latest album is Apex Predator and probably the hardest working man in uh, the, the industry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much for you know taking the time out today to uh, talk to me on the library with Tim Indelicato and RapStation.com.
2: Yes, sir, man. Thanks for having me, bro. Anytime. As a kid, I could have sworn everything a rapper said was the truth Cause N.W.A. had guns in the booth I see Willie really Pimps in the suit Rocking was got a Slick Rick wasn't scared to shoot Nowadays artists lie lying, they rhymes niggas Passing into their graves like Gregory Hines I figured great minds like me and Crooked though, Rappers songs like the South and the N.Y. The lyric Godfathers, Smash through your window straggle your ass to death with your car charger, we the last monsters, cooking Chino, cause we try to decipher the flows like the Da Vinci pole. They said we finna explode now on the pop side. Rap shape work to you. It's time I get a tooth tied. I've been in the cut like hydrogen peroxide. Music business making me cry like when proof died. Living Jesus been nailed to the cross. Make some real moves, take your tap shoes off. Dog, what you gonna do to me? You ain't even from the hood. You from a gay community? They tap dancers, man. They tap dancers. Ask for the truth. There's no straight answers. How many guns you got? None. How many people you shot? None. You ain't advancing. You tap dancing. They tap dancers,
5: man. They tap dancers. Ask for the truth. There's no straight answers. How many issues you was locked? None. Stop lying to your fans.
2: You fake man. That's the tap dance. Dancing around the truth. You rappers are acting. Come out of the booth and need tough acting connecting metal plates on the bottom of your Air Force One. That's what's happening. You're not rapping, you're tapping. Listen, I can hear them tap dancing. Label told them the hidden secret to advancing. Tell the world this trapped just like a rap mansion. It cracks took you from a shack to a fat mansion. Ask them, crooked, I've been poor before. I had to sleep on the floor before. I went to war before. I shut down jewelry stores before, but that's my life. More for four. Can you give us more of yours? Your life will never be mine. Steadily lying in every line. You got the deadliest Nine, the heaviest shot. Yeah, cheap. Looking want to be Gregory High. chances, man. They tap for the truth. There's no straight answers. How many guns you got? How many people you shot?
5: You ain't
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. In a fast-paced
1: world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University,